everyone, welcome to episode 259 of 15 with Randy and Joe. We are in the middle of our summer series, Navigating Change, and it's talking about transitions. And this week we had the opportunity to listen to Joe Newell, who brought a message of hard, scary, important, and beautiful change. I like two of those, maybe three. I like, well, I like one of them, maybe two. The other two didn't sound, didn't sound as enticing as I thought maybe they could be, or maybe they should be, but we'll get into that. But before we get started, I wanted to say that I appreciated the way that Joe started her message this past week with a lot of transparency and the initial reaction to being asked to speak. She said, I'm not a pastor. My name is Joe Newell, and I am a work in progress. <laughs> Joe, thanks for being on the podcast, and I appreciate the opening there because anyone that's ever been asked to preach, it feels a little weird if it's not your normal thing to do. And then like, you know, are people going to think I think more of myself or like maybe my story is more important than somebody else's? I, I get where you're coming from there. So thank you for that. Absolutely, Randy. And <laughs> I wanted to start with that also. So people to give me a little bit of grace in my <laughs> sermon, but also, you know, I knew that in the loop, they were going to be asking questions and I wanted them to know just like everybody else. I am not a pastor. I don't have all the answers, but just like everybody else, I've been through a lot of change and transition in my life. And I could speak to that. And in being transparent with people as hoping that, you know, anybody listening could relate and say, yes, I've been there too, and I'm not alone. Yeah. Now, that, that's such a difficult thing sometimes to portray, even though it would seemingly be easy. But I've been where you were this past week. And when you're asked to speak twice, it's even I don't know if it's worse or better. The first time is always what it is. And then the second time you feel like I, I've never been able to preach the, exactly the same message twice, even with having it written down. So it's always different. And I'm like, where in the world did that come from? So it, like like you said, a little bit of grace getting it from the people in attendance and watching is always good. That was That was awesome. But I did, as you predicted, I did chuckle at your initial example of hard change and the adjustment to being married. And, you know, it's the universal struggle as married folk. We all know this. Because we all know that the proper way <laughs> yes. to squeeze the toothpaste from the tube is, of course, to roll the toothpaste neatly, even using a little clip at the end to make sure that none of it goes back into the part where it's already been. And it's so neat from the end. So it's always ready with an even output onto the toothbrush, right? Um, that is open for interpretation. That is the way my husband rolls the toothpaste, but I squeeze in the middle and go. So the solution has now been two toothpaste. Yes. So, okay. But now there's one thing that you can really only do one of. So I need your input on this. Over or under on the teepee? Oh, over. Over? Over. Okay. Mm. Over, for I, sure. I'm an under. I'm an under. But my wife isn't it's over. It's over for me. Okay. okay. Well, your wife has it right then. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because, you know, there are so many examples of hard change that, you know, we all can resonate with. But I was wondering if there was something specific that you found that worked differently for navigating these different types that we've already talked about, this hard, scary, important, beautiful change. Is there something different that needs to happen with each of those as you approach them? Have you found, or is it more just a universal way that you approach 
all change going through transitions? What do you think? That is a very good question. I will tell you that in these specific situations, I approached each one differently. Okay. So for me, for hard change, you know, adjusting to being married, what I did was asked a lot of questions of, you know, my parents, of people that I saw that mm. have been in relationships. And I asked a lot of questions and I took a lot of feedback and was open to whatever recommendations that were given to me, grandparents, everybody. So I was very open and, you know, willing to learn and wanting to understand. For scary change, I tend for me, I tend to have kept that experience. I didn't really talk about it at all. I think a lot of people heard firsthand that experience from the sermon this past weekend. But what I did in that situation and what I empower people to do is when you're going through even hard and scary, a lot of times for me personally, I want to recluse into a little shell and I don't want to talk to anybody and I just want to stay to myself. So for yeah. scary I really started volunteering at the church and spoke up about being involved in from outside in and being a worship host. And I just started to put myself out there. So even though I wasn't talking about it, like I did hard, I was surrounding myself with positive people and with the church community to help uplift me, even though I wasn't verbally talking about what was going on. Yeah, you weren't. Wow. Well, I resonated with your scary change story because being in that professional place or a place of leadership that requires you to, in, in this instance and many times, to, you know, you're the beacon of bad news. You know, you're the person that's got to be the heavy. You're the person that's got to deliver the the bad news. And while two weeks before Christmas is is just horrible, there's never a good time, right? There's never a time when you have to deliver that news of, hey, we're letting you go that it ever is received with, wow, that's great. You know, I was just thinking about leaving. I've got this great opportunity, right? It never <laughs> happens like that. It's always so, it's always just so difficult to approach that no matter how prepared you think you might be to do that. And I, I think it was right after that you said, what I learned is that from the broken pieces of our lives that God constructs the biggest platform for which he displays his glory and while, like you just said, you you kind of brought this scary part to the church and you started volunteering and you became involved, even though the other part of you is going, no, 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 let's, let's recluse, let's stay, you know, let's keep this private, let's stay within ourselves. I just wonder, how do we trust in God when in sometimes in those places, we may believe that he allowed these broken pieces or worse, we feel that he caused the broken pieces? How did you, how do you, how do you help someone who's feeling that low to say, okay, Joe, I hear what you're saying <laughs> and, you know, get involved, do this. But how did you make that step from, no, I'm not going to just stay by myself. I'm going to put myself out there. Yes, that is a really good question. And I think I touched on that too. It is so hard sometimes for us to wrap our minds around why is this experience happening to me, you know, and a lot of people are, are saying, why is this happening to me? And instead of saying, why is this happening to me? I, I started to change my mindset, transition my mindset. And is, what is this experience teaching me? And it is not easy by any means when you are in a broken place to just 
pick yourself up by the bootstraps. By no means am I saying that. And, and I don't want anybody to think it's easy, but I just started with little things like, okay, every morning I'm going to carve out time for devotion and prayer. And just started taking little steps to getting me in a place where I could really hear and feel God. And one of the songs that the worship team sung this over this past weekend that really resonated with me too was the goodness of God. Mm, yeah. and, and in the song, it, it, it says, you've never failed me yet. And that has helped me dig deep because then you start to think of all the times he has come through and he's never failed. And so this is, instead of why is this happening to me? It's like, okay, why, what am I trying to, what is God teaching me through this lesson? And unfortunately, I used to really not like when people told me this. But it is true. If you're not changing, you're not growing. And sometimes oh. when we grow the most is through change and transition, no matter how hard and scary it is. And I used to say, whoever came up with this is no. This is a <laughs> right. no for me. It's a, it's a hard no. Taking a pass. Hard no. <laughs> That's awesome. No, it's so true, though, because when we're going through these things, it doesn't seem like the end result is ever going to provide us anything that kind of lands in those last two that would be important or beautiful. It seems like it's just going to teach us about misery or, you know, can we survive without a mental or spiritual breakdown? Can we survive without losing everything we have financially or anything possessions wise? It seems like it's such a long way to make it through. But you said that after that, you found you found another job. In this aftermath of the scary part, it wasn't in your skill set. It was way below where you had been previously in, in the uh, in your other job. And, you know, that's such a direct hit to our ego, not to mention, of course, the pocketbook and everything else that goes with it. And you said the thing that got you through was Philippians 4, 6 through 7, which says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And that text, I, I mean, we've heard that text a hundred thousand times probably as Christians. And yet when you apply it to this transitions, Man, that's powerful. If that's the thing that maybe you just mentioned small steps and finding something to just get me started, take the small steps. I love that so much. Was that one of the things that was a part of those small steps that you relied on? Yes, it absolutely was. Because mm. as I mentioned, it was not an area that aligned with my skill set. So I could have I could have allowed some anxiety to come around that. I yeah. could have allowed some anxiety to come around what our financial household would be impacted by. But I said, I'm not going to worry about that. You know, I prayed for God to guide my steps. And if I give him that control, I have to have faith. So I said, I'm just going to look at this experience and learn as much as I can from this. It's okay. That's not my skill set. I learned some invaluable things working in that position that have helped me to this day. And the the boss that I had at the time advocated for me to get the job that I am in now. So I say it again, 
And I say to everybody, because I know people are like that. I, when people ask me about my life and my trajectory, um, it's not very linear. It wasn't very clear. God did take <laughs> me down this path. It really is like a quilt. And yeah. every piece by themselves might not make sense. You bring it all together and you sit back and you say, wow, wow, God. Because it took going there to learn some very, very important skills that I did not have, right? I said it did not yeah. align with my yeah. skill set to get me to where I am now. And it, you know, working in that environment, I was advocated for to set me up for this new one. So it really, you have to trust God. Whew. You really have to trust him. That's the big one. That's the big one. But I found, I found that now that you've just mentioned it, I've been thinking back. The first week we talked to Chad Hess, if you caught that message, you know, he talked about his life being completely nonlinear, just as you have. And he said something very similar to there is, in his opinion, there was no life experience, work experience, but just basically life experience that goes to waste. Because there's always something that you're learning during the process of whatever it is you're in, whether it's a career that's changing and transitioning, whether it's your life, you are married and you're not married or you're not married to become married. There's always in these transitions said there's nothing I've ever learned that hasn't come back to be more useful later. And also last week, it was Jordan Vargas, and he said something very similar to that, that through everything, you you find bits and pieces of things that you take with you. And later on, you go, oh, yeah, that that's why that's why I went through this. Now it becomes clear. It's hard in the moment to see that. But each one of you that have been on this journey and shared your journeys with us have each kind of put a finger on that same thing, like each one, no matter what it seemed like at the time, has come out to really work out in my favor, and God has led us there. And I think that's a that's an amazing piece of information that we can just each take with us. Like, no matter what, God is in, in the details, and it's going to be okay. Absolutely. And I did catch the other sermons, and I want to say to everybody else, I, I learned something from Chad and Jordan and Jeremy, and, and I agree. I agree with what they were all saying, that no lesson is one that's lost. And if you look at yourself as a lifelong learner, everything that happens, look at it through a lesson of what did this teach me Yeah, about myself, about God, but just in general, what did this teach me? So what would you say to someone, Joe, that is listening? They caught your message on Sabbath. And if you haven't, by the way, you can go back to wholelife.church and you can check the archives and catch that message. You can hear Joe's message on Tuesday nights at our Speaking of Grace podcast, which is the message in itself. And you can catch it because if you didn't, you should. But someone might be listening and saying, well, Joe, you are a confident maybe ultra confident woman. That's how you come across to me. That's how I, I see you. I, you know, I've seen you, we've filmed you different times for different things over the past year. And then with the message, I was like, man, I am excited to hear Joe preach and see what she's got to say. And you come across as a very confident, very sure person. And a lot of times when we're in those low places, we also look to people and yeah, we want to take that advice. We want to listen to that life story and go, well, it wasn't linear, but I trusted God. But they don't have the confidence that you seem to have. Were you that confident in those times when you were in the transition? Or is it just now because you've made it through and you've realized that, man, God 
God took me through this. Now I've got confidence. Wonderful question. And thank you for the compliment. I would say that my confidence has come from growing and becoming closer to God. Mm. As I mentioned, when I was going through the scary change, I was absolutely not a confident person because if I was confident, I would have spoken about it. If I was confident, then more people would have known that story before this past weekend. So to anybody listening who feels like their confidence has been shaken or is downright in the ground, I've been there too. (laughs) But let me tell you, your confidence doesn't come from anybody else. Don't let anybody make you feel that you are not worthy. God says you're worthy. Joe says you're worthy. All right. Randy says you're worthy. Absolutely. 100%. No, that's, that's perfect. And I really loved how your transition seemed so seamless when we went from hard and scary. Yeah, they were hard and scary things to important and beautiful. And it was an unexpected surprise, but also reassuring that other members view my church. Joe looks at my church the same way that I do. I may have been in a different place when I came to Whole Life Church than you were, but I resonated with your description of Whole Life having fulfilled its mission of, you said, loving me into a lifelong friendship with God. Andy McDonald, if you're listening, you should be proud of Joe because this thing that we, you know, that we do each week and we can always, when Andy was with us and on the podcast, the whole goal, loving me into a lifelong friendship with God, that is a great feeling. And we invite people here on the podcast to share their to share episodes with family, friends, coworkers, whoever's in their circle of influence. We invite people to invite them to church, right? Bring a friend. How has being loved into a lifelong friendship with God, this is our mission, how has that and being loved that way by your church community changed your everyday life? Why would someone else on the outside want the same as you have in that feeling? Where to start? A couple things. As I said, because this church community and Pastor Andy, if you're listening, yes, loved me into that lifelong relationship and friendship with God, I decided to get baptized as an adult. The first time in my life that I was baptized, I was 10 years old. And my relationship with God has come and gone over the years. But since Coming to Whole Life Church and really understanding that your relationship with God was a friendship Mm, and that the number one thing that he says to do is love your neighbor as yourself, it really transitioned how I thought about my relationship with God and what was important with my relationship with people. And once I really got that foundation, like the most important thing is relationships and loving your neighbor. That's the first thing God says, most important, love thy neighbor. When I start to understand that, and the church embodies a loving, I've never come to church and somebody's not saying hello and smiling and how are you? And, you know, even when I wasn't feeling my best, then I just (laughs) think that it it flows over into your everyday life. I I brought up my sermon. I want to bring it up again a book called The Happiness Advantage. And it really talks about we are in control of our happiness, but you have to put yourself in a situation where you're surrounded by positivity and a good community of people. And that for me is Whole Life Church. 
Awesome. Who is the author of that, by the way? I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and put that in the show notes today, a link to it on Amazon. So if you'd like to pick it up on Joe's recommendation, I'll put a link to make it easy. Yes. And let me look up the author for you because I don't, as much as I've referenced the book, you think I would have the author's name at the top of my head, but I'm going to find this for you. And it just talks, it's Sean Achor, A-C-H-O-R and Sean S-H-A-W-N. Nice. I love when we can come up with things that, you know, you shared it in your message and just now that this is a book that has helped. And I love those because a lot of times I feel like we resonate with people and we go, I can kind of see a little bit of myself in that journey. And, you know, maybe some of the things that helped, you you know, that person might help me too. And so it's always nice to go ahead and throw that resource in there. And so swipe up in today's show notes if you'd like to get a link to that book on Amazon. And if you'd like to check it out, we'll make it super, super easy for that. And I noticed at the end of your message, you talked about being part of the the new pastoral search committee. Like Andy was a big part of you feeling this loving into a lifelong friendship with God. You got rebaptized. Andy was a part of that. And now these beautiful changes, these important changes that have to come and that you were part of the search committee and uh, ultimately deciding on our new senior pastor, Ken Wetmore. Can we expect more of this mission of loving people into lifelong friendships with God? Can we, can we expect more of that as Ken comes aboard? Absolutely. Absolutely. I had the opportunity, even though we're in a Zoom environment, to meet Pastor Ken <laughs> <Yeah>. in person. <laughs> I know we've all been in the Zoom environment yeah. to meet Pastor Ken in person. And I know that he believes in loving people into a lifelong friendship with God. And I think that we're going to continue to see that because that's how we see our community grow. And that, you know, we're going to continue to grow as a community because I do believe he knows that that mission and vision is important. That's awesome. I got a chance to meet him just briefly. We did a little intro video with, with him and Andy way back when, a couple months ago. And then he had a, he had flights to catch different things. So I haven't actually had a chance to meet him for more than that little minute or two, but um, I'm excited for what's in store as well. So as we begin to start wrapping things up, tell me if if someone had come to you and when you were, I mean, pick hard, pick scary, pick any of the transitions that you talked about. And at the bottom of one of those, if you had seen someone like yourself that, you know, seemed confident and seemed to have the answers, you know, what's the question or what's the thing that you as the other person, what what could have someone told you that would have given you hope, helped you continue on, and to maybe lift your spirits a little bit at the bottom of the journey as you're just feeling like, oh, there's so far to go seemingly, and I just don't see an end that I like, or even an end maybe at this point. What would what what could someone have told you at that point that would have helped just lift you up a little bit and given you hope to keep going on? Yes. And, you know, I believe Chad touched on it in his sermon as well is a big part of our lives are our careers. And a lot of people link their identity to their career. And so if you go through a scary change, like a change in a job that is unforeseen, you might feel a little lost. Your self-esteem might be shaken. Your confidence might be shaken. But as he said, and I will say to your your career is not your identity. 
you might have many changes. Your path might not be linear. It might twist and turn a little bit, but it's okay. That doesn't devalue who you are. And it's okay not to have it all figured out. <laughs> that's that's, that's not a good what one. God asks us to do. God does not ask us to figure it all out. He asks us to trust him because he will guide our paths. Not we will guide our paths. He will. Excellent. That's awesome. So tell me one one more thing, and this wasn't something I thought about earlier, but, you know, I'm listening to our conversation and I'm just hearing someone on the other end of the line here that is, so, I mean, I don't know you that well. We've, we've met a couple times, but I am hearing the love of Jesus in your voice and from speaking from the heart, both in your message and today. And, you know, I think it's sometimes we devalue what our pastors say because, well, the pastor has to say that, right? He's a pastor. I mean, what's he going to tell me? That Jesus doesn't love me? He's going to tell me that it's okay to do whatever? He has to say that. But as a as a layperson to others, since you have had that feeling again, like as an adult, I need to reclaim Jesus as my one and only because of, you know, just everything that's happened in my life. And then once you've done that and how your life has changed, what does Jesus mean to you in the everyday? Like how could how could Joe live without Jesus? She can't, right? I I could not live my everyday without him because by nature, I think I would then find myself in a position where I was concerned or worried or anxious. And for me, Jesus is knowing that I have him, knowing that I can lean on him, knowing what the Bible says in Philippians 4, 6, verse 7, it allows me that confidence to say, okay, I don't need to worry. I don't need to be anxious. And that grounds me each and every day. Because if you have a type A personality like me and you want everything perfect, you want everything figured out, you want all the answers, you know, yeah. you're not going to get them. No. So this is it's just, it, it just a, it's just an instrumental part of my life because it brings a sense of peace and a sense of calm and a sense of it's going to be okay. I was hoping you were going to say I could have those, but then you said no. No. Joe, doggone it. All right. Well, if Joe says so, then I believe it because Joe's smart. <laughs> so this week, all of the questions that were submitted during our live stream of The Loop, where we have a Q&A each week with the speaker, Stanley and Joe got to all those. Unfortunately, they didn't leave us not even a one. So today we're going to jump right into our whole life takeaways. We wrap up. And this week, one of them asked, what are some best practices you can implement to help navigate change? And I, as always, I thought about it for a little bit. And I've really boiled it down personally to I have to pray simply and directly and then just try to be patient. I can't I can't do a ton of things that I don't know, that seem just like meaningless and I'm horribly impatient. So it's it isn't easy. But the one thing that I found is just being open and in like transparent communication with your spouse, your friends, family, the people that you trust most in your life, of course, in prayer to God. 
but they can also help you speak truth and patience into the process. So leaning into whatever support community you trust most in, even when it can be extremely uncomfortable to do so, has been a huge help for me. So what about you guys listening? Do you have any best of practices that you can share that have helped you navigate? Because transitions are hard for us all, even confident people, type A people like Joe, like myself. We just decided that, right, we all need some help. So sharing those would be great. You can let us know by sending a voicemail or text to 407-965-1607 or as always in an email to podcast at wholelife.church. And I would really, really enjoy reading your comments or playing your voicemail on next week's episode to hear how you have done that. And our final thoughts this week are from the closing to Joe's message. She said, as long as we are living on this earth, we are going to be forced to live with change, change that is hard, scary, important, and beautiful. Hold true to what the Bible teaches that one day he will wipe away every tear from our eyes and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain, for the former things have passed away. Of course, found in Revelation 21, for the former things have passed away. That might be the best promise in all of the Bible when we talk about navigating change and transition, when things are tough and we're in the valley and the outlook doesn't seem to be any brighter. That was the perfect promise perfect way to end the message. That was awesome. Thank you, Randy. And thank you to our church family for having us share our stories of other members in the community, because we hope by doing this, people realize that they're not alone in any of the change and transition they are having to go through. Exactly. I I say it every year, And it is absolutely the summer series when we speak to members is absolutely my favorite time of each of our series throughout the year. So thank you, Joe. I really appreciated personally your message this week. I found it to be very thought provoking and also just very timely from the where we find ourselves, of course, with COVID, the pandemic, all of that stuff. And just to find a little bit of hope from, like you said, someone that we know is just like us or struggling with the same things that we are. It helps in that journey. So thank you again for being willing to not doing it only once, but twice and then coming here under the podcast as well. We appreciate your time. Thank you, Randy. It was an absolute pleasure. All right. Awesome. All right. Next week, we're going to continue with Transitions, Navigating Change. And next week, it's Something Old, Something New by Adana and Dino. So we will look forward to that. That's going to do it for this week. Of course, check out Speaking of Grace. All of our Whole Life Takeaways are included in the show notes on that. It comes out every Tuesday evening around 8 p.m. And of course, next Wednesday, we'll be back, hopefully with Adana, if possible, for episode 260. So thanks, guys, for listening and have a great week.